We know football is around the corner, but we still got some more Hawks content for you. Part two of our interview with Joshua Bachholter of Soaring Down South starts right here, right now on the Hawks Beat Podcast. Let's go! Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks, plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander, he's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston, I'm Jack Dempsey, there's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw, there's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious. I want your heart, I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host. What's up, folks? Welcome into the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, E-Dub, taking you on another journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. We are presented by the Minute Media Podcast Network. Thank you for checking us out wherever you are checking us out, at home, at work, in your car. We appreciate the listen. We appreciate the uh, the retweets and all that jazz that you guys do for us uh, on a weekly basis whenever we drop our pod, man. So we appreciate you guys spreading the love. Um, today's pod, man, we're going to play part two of our interview with Joshua Buckholter of Soaring Down South. Um, Soaring Down South is one of the premier websites for the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, he's one of the writers there. And so we had a good conversation. And this is going to be part two. So if you missed part one, go back and check that out. Um, you can do it now or you can uh, do it after the show. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> we just we just get it into two parts. Uh, what do we talk about in the second part, man? We talked a little bit about the depth. Uh, we talked about the depth. Is this bench going to be enough? We talked about Kevin Herter. Will they miss Kev? Um, and last, we talked about where will this team, where do we see this team finally standing in the East when it's all said and done? Where do we see this team standing? Are they a playoff team? Are they a play-in team? Where do we see it? So it's a very good conversation. Um, You definitely want to catch all of it. Um, Before we get into it, first things first, make sure you connect with us on our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Hawks Beat is how you get at us. Subscribe to the pod wherever you're listening to the pod, Um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever the case may be. And grant us five stars, and we would greatly appreciate it. So, without any further... The future is a hefty responsibility, and not one that we take lightly. But then, taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard-to-recycle plastics into valuable resources, like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without further ado, we're going to get into part two of our interview with Joshua Buckhalter. Let's kind of stick with the starters a little bit more. Um, you kind of mentioned DeAndre, kind of talked with Clint. I mean, mentioned Clint a little bit. I didn't realize how many games last year Clint played until I was doing a pod last, my last pod, I was doing a pod on the bigs. And I saw how many games. And I was astounded that Clint played 74 games last year. Mm-hmm. I thought he was much more injured than that. I mean, I think out the gate he was a little injured, but he was just kind of playing still, kind of thugging it out. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I would like, say that was most of the season. Yeah. And he definitely wasn't the Clint that he was the, the, the previous year. Um, but when you talk about Clint and you talk about last year, he was definitely nagging. Uh, there was definitely an injury there. Obviously, we saw it because he didn't have that speed. He didn't have that burst. Mm-hmm. All those bunnies he missed. Uh, we know DeAndre missed a ton of games. Uh, again, John had that big old fat thumb on his. So he like, still has it. He still has it, which is crazy. <laughs> it's like, man, you you really you put no ice in that thing. <laughs> like all that money you got, <laughs> you really couldn't even put a splint on it and get that thing down. And so you look at a front court. That, like I said, is very touch and go, man. Like, this team got to be healthy, you know what I'm saying, for it to be successful. Like, what are your thoughts on this team? And, like, just the starters, like, they got to be healthy, yo. Yeah, one of the things that they leaned on in that run to the Eastern Conference Finals two years ago now was their depth. And they would be very hard-pressed to recreate that magic with this squad. Um, I think that the Kevin Herter move, which, you know, I get it financially – but I think they're going to miss what Kevin was bringing. He could do everything. There was not, yeah. there wasn't much that Kevin couldn't do on the floor. You might not have liked it all the time, but you could ask Kevin to go stick the best player, go handle the ball, go be a spot up shooter, you know, all in the same uh, 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 series, like in the same couple of possessions. So I- I'm, I'm, they're going to be very tested. Like you said, they got to stay healthy because if they have any long-term injuries to their starters, it's going to be trouble. I think there's a bigger drop off from starters to bench this year than the West last year. That's just my opinion. And I think that – I think this the bench is probably better defensively this year, but they lost a lot offensively. You know, like I said, Nate loved to run that second unit last year, like all second unit. And <laughs> that second unit, we all know what it looked like. The offense is going to run through Gallo. <laughs> it's going to run through Gallo. Post up. <laughs> up on that post. Sometimes Bogey would get cooking. Uh, you know, yes. but I mean, that often it was running through Gallo, man, for, for for all intents and purposes, it was running through Gallo. But uh, the starters, man, uh, DeAndre's in a big year. He's in a contract year. He's trying to get that money. Bruh, you got to give me at least 65 to 70 games off top. Like, no, like, ain't no sprained ankles. Ain't no, ain't no fractured thumbs yeah. this year, Are man. you hurt or are you injured? Exactly. Like, I think it is critical for DeAndre Hunter to at least give him 65 to 75 games this year, man, like off top, especially if he's trying to get that bread. 
Yeah, no, 65 has to be the minimum for him. And yeah. and on top of that, he's got to show some consistency and progression. Like he's got it's this is not an easy task I had a hunter to justify in the public eye cuz obviously the, con- the the conversations that they have with internally are different than what we talk about. But it's going to be tough if they try to hand him 80 to 100 million and he's the same hunter that we've seen the past 3 years. Like yeah. that's not going to fly with a lot of people. Um, yeah, and I love what you said about progression because, like, I love DeAndre. Like, I was DeAndre, DeAndre is my guy. Like, mm-hmm. when when he got drafted and everyone's excited about Cam, I was excited about DeAndre. I'm like, <laughs> yo, like, like, how y'all just not not excited about the number four guy? Like, DeAndre's right. the dude. He's that dude. He was mature. He was, you know, I was like, man, in about three or four years, man, this dude gonna be ready to roll. And like he, he kind of plateaued like his his, <laughs> his, his his rookie year, and like you, we didn't really see no progression. And it's like, yo, man, how everybody in the lab and you don't come back working on your handles, you don't come back. Like, I mean, it was just well, and I'm saying defense, this as a DeAndre guy, you know what I mean? Like, that's my guy, man. I want him to do well. I want him to get that bread. But you got to You got to You got to show him something, man. You got to be on the court. And his, like you said, there it is. And there it is, because he did work on his handles, but then he messed his wrist up and exactly. couldn't do anything but one handed <laughs> and. Listen, the most important ability is availability. And if, if this is continuously keeping you from making your strides like you're supposed to, at some point that has to be a ding. It can't just be, oh, it's, it, you know, it, it's happenstance. I'm a person who's often like injuries are out of your control, but <laughs> if they keep on hindering us, then you have to make a business decision. So, yeah, I'm with you, man. It's, it's a huge year. And I like DeAndre. There's some questions about his defense that make me wonder about, you know, the money they're about to hand to him if they do. Like, it's, mm-hmm. This is a very interesting year for the Hawks. I think they're 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 at a fork in the road where they can go either way, but it depends largely on what the players themselves do. It's it's kind of out of the ownership's hands and and uh, players and and Nate obviously. Yeah, um, yeah, man. I think that the ownership has done yeoman's work. I mean, like building this team around Trey and um, just I think this year they're they're trying to equip him more with. Uh, defensive guys, I think that's what you see more when you look, especially that second unit. You have guys with a, a seemingly higher defensive acumen, um, which isn't saying much when you're replacing Gallo. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Gallo is under the Jabari Parker school of thought where they don't pay him to play defense. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I love, like, Gallo was probably one of my favorite Hawks, man, because, like, you just knew what you was getting with that dude. He he reminds me a lot of myself at my age now when I go out and play ball. Look, man, y'all, I'm gonna let y'all know right now. I ain't playing no defense, but I better get that ball on the offensive side of the ball, and I'm gonna get you some buckets. You know my, what I'm saying? My favorite line about how what what kind of a defender is Gallo? And I used to tell people he's every bit of six foot ten. <laughs> okay, if you get him, if you get him in front of somebody at the rim, they have they're gonna have a tough time to get get the ball over. He's every bit of six foot ten, but that's about it. Yeah, and and he would have his moments where he'd be like, "Okay, Gallo," and then of course he would always break even <laughs> by the end of the night. But um, I think when you bring in your guys and and or transition to like the bench guys that you have now with that second unit, you're looking at Holiday, Akangu, um, AJ Griffin, uh, Kaminsky, Holiday, Tyrese Martin, uh, Bogey, um, a guy guys that you have more of a, a kind of a defensive acumen than those offensive guys that you had last season. But do you feel like this bench is, in a, in its totality, do you think that it's a plus or, or, or minus than it was last season? Than last season's, it's worse. 
It yeah. has to be worse. Um, Gallo is a proven scorer um, who started games and did well last year. Um, Bogey is one of my guys. Uh, love Bogey Buckets. Um, when he's cooking, there's few that can do it like he does. So he's still there, but you don't have Gallo. You're you're counting on guys in Holiday and, and Harkless who – I guess, you know, you could maybe chalk it up to some anonymity out in Sacramento, but I don't have as much faith in them mm-hmm. as even if even if it's just on their defense, as I do in Gallo's ability to get, to get buckets. And so yeah. it's a drop off. No, it, it, I, in my opinion, there's no way around that. Yeah. And I think that I think I see what they're doing. You know, they're like, OK, last year we went offense heavy this year. Let's try to get some guys who play defense and maybe we'll 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 we'll, we'll sprinkle in some guys maybe from the off from the starters to play with them. You know, that's kind of where the whole Trey and DeJounte stagger thing comes in. But Nate don't really be staggering folks like that. Like, like that's the, like the one thing I'm saying. Like, are we watching the same team, are we y'all? Watching the same coach because that's not really what Nate does. You know what I'm saying? And like, it's cool, but I mean, I just think that that is offensively. Like, if you were looking at a second five, and let's just say, let's just say the second five is this. Let's say Aaron Holiday is your backup, right? Let's say that's Bogey. Scary. Let's say Bogey is your wing, your first uh, two guard. Uh, let's see, who was at your three? You probably got Justin Holiday, who was, you know, a serviceable NBA vet. Like, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I'm not talking bad about my guy. I like Holiday. I liked mm-hmm. him when he came through the first time. At the four, you'll probably have either Jalen Johnson or Harkless, depending on how Nate feels. And you'll probably have a Kongu in the center spot, right? Yeah. Um, that's not really an offensive juggernaut right there. And I think that to me, the concern is that's a lot of pressure for Bogey and the knees. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot of pressure on the knees, man. Them knees just got knees surgically ready. repaired or whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever issue that he had. Like it just got done this summer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, that's a lot of weight to hold on my guy. You know what I'm saying? Like in that, that, that again, that's just a concern to me. You know, and so for all the good things that we can talk about, Jante and that starting five, who I believe is top tier, um, there's still some concerns there. Yeah, no, you're you're spot on because that top that first five is up there with uh, the best of them. Yeah, but the defense, and if that's if that's what the second unit's uh, calling card is, is their defensive prowess. Okay, are you good enough defenders as a collective to be a, an entire group that way? Where, like you said, you're leaning on a, a 30 year old bogey's knees like that, like mm-hmm. I, and. My only soul, my, I go back to it. Nate was talking about wanting to stack it. Just because Nate himself said it is why I'm I'm encouraged that we could see a new uh, era in McMillan basketball in Atlanta because they have to stagger Dejounte and Trey. I don't think it's better. It's beneficial to primarily to Dejounte to have him off the ball a lot, mm-hmm. um, and you don't want to keep the ball out of Trey's hands. So yeah. there has to be you can you can play them together, but there's going to be a, if you do it right. And I wrote about that. There's a chance they can mess up these minutes. If you do it right, though, this could be extremely dynamic and you don't have to have either uh, or I'm sorry, you don't have to have both of them off the floor for very. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You don't have to. You don't have to. Um, 
so yeah, man, that's that's gonna be very interesting to see how he pulls that off, man. Um, I mentioned uh the rook AJ Griffin. Um, we know last year and a lot of folks <laughs> around draft time were very gun shy, even when it came to the draft, to even talk about rookies. I mean, like the whole I did like a, I I did a few pods on you know the Hawks rookies and scouting and stuff. Hawks fans were very bitter about what happened last year and not seeing the first round pick Jalen Johnson. Ooh. A lot of it was, it doesn't matter who we pick because Nate ain't going to play him. <laughs> I saw that in, in a Reddit the other day. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, Reddit is a dark place, brother. Let me tell you something. <laughs> if you were not on social media and you, and you dip in the, in the Hawks Reddit or any type of Reddit, Reddit can be a very dark place, yeah. man. <laughs> and they're informed too. They are giving you some some metrics that you're like, oh, oh. Yeah. Like when I first hopped on Reddit, like I didn't get it. Like, like, and if like if you understand like what it is, like that's kind of the thing. Like that that's that's the that's the selling point mm-hmm. is to be outrageous. And so mm-hmm. you gotta kind of go and understand, okay, like this is what it is. Like you could, <laughs> like they out here trying to get these jokes off. These, you know, I don't think they're really like that bat crazy but like some of them are but it's that's Man. kind of the thing <laughs> but it, it, that's that's reddit though but aj griffin man highly titled rookie man again another guy who kind of falls to the hawks i thought that he was going to be gone when he was there um number one do you think we see him at all this year and number two uh what, what are your thoughts on on the rook man no and um, <laughs> and my thoughts are I at one point I would have told you yes, but then he got hurt. And mm-hmm. and my yes again comes back to Nate's words. Um he spoke of him complimenting Trey, and he can't compliment Trey if he's not on the floor with Trey. So um Absolutely. I was really, really I won't say excited because it's still Nate, but I was I was looking forward to seeing if he was gonna get more uh, of a a shot at times probably still unlikely but without him with him play, not playing anything any summer uh off the foot injury there's no chance that he plays <laughs> there's just no chance he plays <laughs> sorry Rook, man I mean, and i would man. love to see him you know but again and and i actually did a like you know basketball reference man it'll take you down some deep rabbit holes man <laughs> it'll take you down some deep rabbit holes i went down a rabbit hole and i looked at the rookies that were drafted under Nate McMillan for the last, I'm almost embarrassed to say this, under the last three years during his time in Indiana and just looked at their minutes and looked at, like, how many of these guys actually got playing time. And the guy that got the most playing time during that three-year span was a rookie by the name of Aaron Holiday, who had a pretty, <laughs> had a pretty decent rookie season, you know what I'm saying? I think he was getting, like, 15 or so minutes a game. And, uh, you know, that was a, that was a roster when they had Oladipo and some of those other guys. So, yeah, they had I some mean, scores on that team. Yeah. And so, I mean, uh, and, and that was one of Holiday's, like, better years when he was in Indiana. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. Maybe there is a chance, and hopefully he gets burned without there having, be, having to be a lot of significant injury. Yeah. But, again, I don't think this team is that deep. So, it's like one or two injuries, you may have to play him. You know what I'm saying? One or two injuries to these wings because it's not like you got a, a stable of wings to back up your your starters. You know what I'm saying? So, no, I don't know. Like... To, they're going to be small a lot more than they were, I think, in previous years. Um, I'm interested to see how much they put Hunter there, if at all, because I think that, that for him would be a lot to help his uh, his negotiations. 
Yeah, you mean play him at like what, like a small a ball four or something? Yeah, it's play him at this because they've they've been reluctant to leave him out there for long for obvious reasons. Him and John, um, they've been kind of hesitant to put them up a position. I understand it because they're not the best defensively when you do that, mm-hmm. but they are a modern offense when you do that, and that's what I've been. Uh, I'm because <laughs> jokingly, Matt has always given me trouble because I'm he says I'm a Clint hater because I've been on them trying to upgrade the five and by upgrade I just mean modernize. I don't think Clint's a bad player by any stretch. He's kind of in that uh, Gobert category for me. Uh, where he fits them so well that I get it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I, they are, they're so thin that they're going to be, they're going to be forced to play small. Yeah. Um, and I, and I love when they go small. I loved watching, you know, John playing the small ball five and DeAndre at the four. I thought that, that five was, was dynamic at times. And mm-hmm. even when uh, they would play like Gallo at the five, like defensively it was a train wreck, but sometimes they would get that thing going, you know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah. I, I think as a coach, you have to find a balance between relying on what you know and what you got here, what got you there, and being flexible to this today's league. Today's league, man, shoot. I mean, you, know, you go against a, a five like Golden State where you got like a six, seven Draymond Green who's like a, a point guard slash center. Right. Like you, get, you can't have Clint out there. Like you got to adapt, you know? I caught so much trash for saying that. And I was like, look, I'm just telling you what's happening. And, like, and people are like, nah, Clint's the best. My like, Clint is great. This is not about Clint individually. It's the game today is calling for a center who can, who can shoot. And as long as you've got somebody on the roster who can do that, you can get by with whatever at the starting five. So I'm not, it's not wholly on getting, getting uh, off of Clint, but you want a versatile roster. The Hawks have guys who profile that way, but it hasn't played out that way. So mm-hmm. this season, I think they could be forced to do it, and maybe that helps them work through some of those kinks. Yeah, and, you know, Congo is, I think, kind of the guy they want to groom to be that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he, I mean, he he famously said those words after last season that he's going to come back with a jump shot, and everyone's, like, yeah. waiting for him to come back. <laughs> like, I saw someone, like, I saw him hit a jumper. Like someone posted it on Twitter one day. Like, oh man, we're so excited! Like, yo, bro, it was one jump shot. Like, relax. Like, we at that point. Somebody, <laughs> somebody showed a Lonzo ball free throw, and you should have seen the comments that were under this Lonzo. <laughs> a stationary <laughs> one free throw, and people were like, oh, MVP's back. Yeah. So I mean, I, I, I and again, Onyeka is a guy who I really like. You know, but he has to be healthy too. You know, mm-hmm. so much of what this Hawks team is, and, and and it's kind of kind of passe to say it, it to talk about their health, but I just think that their health is like one of the key things that will separate them from being a playing team and being a, a top four team, you know. Um, like a Congo, he's had injury issues. Clint, you know what I'm saying? Even though he played 74 games, like I just think that this team has very little wiggle room. For an injury on this team this year, I agree totally. They did it to themselves though. Again, you, you're not you're gonna feel the the Kevin Herter move. I really believe. It. Mark my words on that. That one's gonna be probably that'll be felt more than anything else. Just because I think that they gave him away for the cap relief and they got the draft pick back, but you can't replace what he was doing for you on that Swiss Army knife ability, right? That utility ability. You don't have that anymore. Yeah. Is there an is there a scenario? where you think the Hawks could have kept Kevin and it would have worked um, from a minute standpoint, like from a, just a, a rotation standpoint. Is, is you're going to put him back to the bench behind Dre? 
Like, that's the only way you could do it unless you move bogey. You know what I mean? You'd have the log jam, and then you're back at the problem that they had uh, following 2021 where they were like, there's too many guys here at the yeah. spot. So you don't want to do that either. We're too rich with wings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First world problems, man. Yeah. Yeah, so I, unless you got off somebody else, no. I don't think there was a way they could make it work. Um, yeah. But you paid him. When they paid him, I was surprised. So that, to me, was a segment they were going to keep him around. And I thought Bogey would be the odd man out. Maybe his injury played a part of them not being able to do that. But I was mm-hmm. still surprised to see them move Kevin. As, after all the praise he got and all the good things that he did, it, it, it took me back a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I was kind of surprised. I mean, I, I figured it was either going to be him or Bogey. And that's what all the reports were saying. I mean, it mm-hmm. couldn't have... From a minute standpoint, you can't pay him that much and then dock his minutes. And, you know, especially right. with, with Murray coming in there, um, you had to do something. And I I mean, I've, I've always liked Kev. I, I have pictures of my phone from when I covered Media Day with him and Trey and uh, Amari Spellman. Shout out to the great Amari Spellman. Uh, <laughs> when they all got drafted together, like still, like in a suit. And I'm like, yo, man, like I like this dude, man. He was cool. So, like, yeah. Seeing him from the very entrance of coming into the league to now, like seeing him in a Sacramento, Sacramento Kings uniform, it's going to hurt me a little bit, man. I ain't going to lie to you. Like, I don't get attached <laughs> to these guys, but it's going to hurt me seeing Red Velvet in a Sacramento uniform, man. <laughs> game seven, Kevin. I was, I'm a, I'm a, I, when that happened, I remember watching that game and just being taken it because I thought, I thought he was a good player, but I didn't expect him to be able to kind of take over in that way. And I was just, I was very impressed. And it's going to hurt me, too, man. I didn't think it would, but when I saw him, I said, oh, no, <laughs> not Kev. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think you're right about the idea of uh, him possibly having more trade value than Bogey because of the injury uh, to Bogey last year or in the offseason and stuff. So I, I think there was more value for Kevin there. Um, so, I mean, and I – I mean, Kings aren't going to trade back Bogey. <laughs> They're not going to bring right, him back. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> that's kind of what that was. Um, as I wrap things up, man, I want to kind of look at where you think the Hawks fit in with the Eastern Conference. You know, um, there was a, a lot of talk about where in the world is Kevin Durant going to land, and he pretty much held the NBA world hostage for like two months. <laughs> All to just be like, you know what? I changed my mind. I'm good. I'm staying. It's pretty cool here in Brooklyn. <laughs> you know, they got Kyrie a bridge. His, yeah. <laughs> Kyrie makes his whole thing. Hey, man, I went out of here. And then all of a sudden, I think I'm going to opt in and get that bread. We so, are like, invested. I'm We're invested in, in the Brooklyn Nets future. Not just there. Yes. They're invested now. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that if, uh, if all things are equal and the Hawks end up in AC like they did last year, they will be carnage on Peachtree seat. So Peachtree uh, Street, um, if you're looking at teams that are that you would project better than the Hawks, mm-hmm. uh, try just trying to find their space in the East, I guess roundabout, you know, let's just kind of say roundabout where they probably could be. Um, where do you see this Hawks team? Um, I think you automatically put a few teams ahead of them. I'm going to get Boston the nod, Milwaukee. Philly, just because of Embiid and how he's kind of been a dominant presence for them. I know and Philly I know. got Philly got much yeah. better. Like they Philly could be going toughness. for that number one spot. Like right. Adam PJ Tucker and uh they added another guy too. I uh, Melton, De- yeah. yeah, Anthony Melton from uh, Yo, Memphis. That is huge. Mm-hmm. And like they and they even, got uh they got Daniel House too. They they've they've done their, their work this offseason. And they ain't really lose nobody. Like that's the Nothing. crazy thing. Mm-hmm. Like 
They were so, 51 and 31. Like, they ain't lose nobody. They were two games away from having a number one spot last season. And weren't so, whole last season. So, yeah. Like, yeah, I, that's how that's. So, they're up there. Um, What is that, three? And then I would. I, I, what about I, Miami? I think I think the Hawks of Miami are a lot closer than people want to give them credit for. I think the, the Miami is the defense, defensive version of what the Hawks are right now. Yeah. Even though the Hawks have added defense this offseason, I'll still say they're an offensive team, and I think that that's they, they they're going to be neck and neck. And I think whoever is healthier, because Miami doesn't even have a power forward at the moment, like so <laughs> I, would, I would give the Hawks the nod. Um, but that's probably the 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 team that I'll be just like last season. That's the team that I'm going to be keeping an eye on throughout the entire thing. Absolutely. So you see them probably like in that five six area. Five to six. If they get if they're in the play in again, whew. oh, it's gonna be bad. It's oh, gonna man. be bad. The things Dang I out. will write. <laughs> <laughs> they really have no choice but to be that five to six spot. Like I don't right. think they're a top four team. I don't. I don't. I think not they're... quite. Well, they need some breaks. Yeah, they they need some breaks, and they really need to. Um, the the Trey Murray thing needs to be much better than expected. They have to be healthy. How you how you're a top five or top six teams without John Collins again? They will kind of rehash that. I don't think if if you take John Collins away, I don't think you're a top sixteen. I just don't. Um, Celtics, Bucks, Sixers are kind of shooing. Let's not forget about Brooklyn. Like they still are a pretty good team. Like they, I mean, they got, they got talent. <laughs> you still got Kevin Durant. Like the Hawks well, finished. They added uh, players too. T.J. Warren and Royce O'Neal. Those are good pieces to add. Yeah, and if you get anything from T.J. Warren, is you ain't playing with house money. <laughs> so you know, dude's been injured for so long. Could you imagine but, him and Joe Harris are both at top form though? Yeah, That's so then be a problem. You have yeah, to throw yeah, Brooklyn into the mix, and so yeah. it's not a guarantee. You know, so I mean, in all things considered, like I would probably put if I like if it was put if I was putting my money on, I would still I would probably have Brooklyn over Atlanta. So oh. I would probably have I would probably have Atlanta in that five or six spot, like battling with Miami, mm-hmm. battling with uh now I got them better than Chicago and Toronto. So like yeah, I would probably have them in that five or six spot, you know? And I would probably I would I would probably have them Give or take, depending on how the injuries, I would apply them having a space under Miami. And the only reason I would have them a space under Miami is because I just think at the end of the day, uh, Miami's just a tougher team. The Hawks may be better, but I think that when it comes to the playoffs and when it comes to a a one-game win-all, I think the tougher team is always going to win. Like a defensive team who's tougher, who may not even be better, who may not be offensively. Because I think the Hawks, like, offensively, they were probably better than, than you know, Miami last year. But, like, mm-hmm. when you get a team that will put their hands on you, Man. like, that is that is a mentality <laughs> that the Hawks just don't have right now. They don't. Yeah. And so, like, I see them, like, right now being a six seed, being about a six seed. And the thing about it, like, all these teams are very bunched together. Like, I mean, so, like, between, like, a three and a six, there may be, like, three or four games. So, like, right now, I probably see him as a six seed. You know, it could change once the season started, but for now, I see him as about a six. Yeah, I, I, I think that's fair until we see some kind of game action, right? To, to know how this is all going to work out. I think that's a very fair assessment. And it gives you some wiggle room because, like, we've talked about throughout this pod, it can go either way depending on health or performance or attitude. So, there's a yeah. lot that's still up in the air despite the reasonable or the, the, uh, uh, appropriate amount, I think, of excitement around the group. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, you know, and injury, and I talked about injuries, and, and like, I, that's been a big concern for me. Listen, if anyone's doing a pod on their team, that's going to be anybody's concern. Yeah. You know, look at Milwaukee, what they were without uh, without your boy, um, when your boy got hurt. Um, Middleton. Middleton, yeah. Changed the whole dynamic of their team. I got and, one, the Bulls with Lonzo Ball. Absolutely. So, like, yeah, I- <laughs> And my buddy's a huge Bulls fan. And I didn't hear nothing from him the last week, last yeah. month. And you won't hear anything until the start of the season when they know for sure what's going on either. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, Cleveland still got kind of their issues. You know, they don't know what sex is going to do. And all of those teams are kind of bunched together. Like Chicago, Brooklyn, Atlanta, Cleveland, Charlotte. They were all kind of bunched together. And uh, it's I'm excited. I can't wait till basketball season. I mean, I'm excited for football, but I can't wait till basketball season starts as well, man. Yeah. So it's been too. We have nothing right now. This is this, this yeah. baseball, but baseball puts me to sleep. As much as I love it, it puts me to sleep if I'm not in the stands. <laughs> so I need I need the action sports while I'm at home. Absolutely, man. And we've been going so long, man. I might make this a two part pod. <laughs> so part one and part two was Josh Buck, man. You know how we do, sure. man. But hey, man, I appreciate you coming through, man. Let the folks know it once again where they can catch you and uh, where they can catch all your all your content. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure to join you. Um, follow me on Twitter at Josh G. Buck. Hit up the Facebook page, Clocker Sports website, clockersports.com. Email address, clockersports at gmail.com. Hey, man, I think we covered every nook and cranny, man. So uh, if it gets a little thin before the season starts again, <laughs> we're gonna chop, we gonna we gonna find another thing to chop it up about. You know, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, man. But I appreciate you so much, man. We'll, we'll we'll talk again soon. Anytime, brother. Stay blessed. All right, man. We'll be in touch. All right, folks. That was our guy Joshua Buckhalter, man. Want to thank him for coming on and spending some time with us talking Atlanta Hawks. Make sure you're following him on Twitter, checking out the Soaring Down South website as well. Um, one of the premier websites of the Atlanta Hawks. So I um, appreciate the love, Josh. Appreciate all you guys for checking us out. Until next time, we'll see you guys when we see you, man. And like we always say, God is good all the time and all the time God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him. Show him some love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-V-E love. We out. Peace. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.